Hey, you, with the spooky white skin, you're a racist. In June 2020, Kennedy Mitchum, a 22-year-old graduate of Drake University, needed a way to call non-racists racists. So she emailed Merriam-Webster Dictionary to tell them to change the definition of racism in such a way as to enable people to use Merriam-Webster Dictionary to call non-racists racists. Heretofore, Merriam-Webster had defined racism as, quote, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Mitchum griped that because of that definition, whites, who don't believe in racial superiority, who harbor no ill will toward people with different skin colors, and who don't mistreat people with skin colors different from their own, would deny they are racist. And she needed a way to prove that non-racist whites are indeed racist. In a radio interview, Mitchum said, It's not just disliking someone because of the color of their skin. There are systems in place in healthcare, in the justice system, that are automatically formed to put people of color at the bottom and keep them at the bottom of the barrel, end quote. Mitchum is arguing that the very reason healthcare systems and the justice system were formed was to put and keep people of color at the bottom of the barrel. In her dialogue with Merriam-Webster, Mitchum argues that, quote, racism is not only prejudice against a certain race due to the color of a person's skin, as it states in your dictionary, it is both prejudice combined with social and institutional power. It is a system of advantage based on skin color, end quote. This article of faith is necessary to exempt racists of color from their culpability in propagating actual racism. If racism requires power and persons of color supposedly have none, then no matter how explicit, divisive, and ugly their racism is, it's not, by this newspeakian redefinition, racism. This convoluted view of racism is also a central tenet of critical race theory. Mitchum also said, quote, the current definition also fails to acknowledge microaggressions, end quote. Once again, leftists redefine terms in order to advance an ideology. By hook or by dictionary, persons of color will prove that colorless non-racists are racist, and if you deny that you're racist, Got it, you achromatic, washed-out bigots? Why didn't Mitchum go for broke? Why didn't she ask for this new dictionary entry? Racist. A noun. One, having little melanin, being white. Two, being pale-skinned, and by that fact, personally responsible for 400 years of evil. Critical race theory has metastasized from the academy, where surely Mitchum ingested the poison— into even historically, theologically orthodox churches. Tim Keller, well-known and influential author, founder of the Gospel Coalition, and pastor of the Manhattan megachurch, Redeemer Christian Church, has embraced the ugly, racist philosophy of collective guilt. On June 3, 2016, Keller said this, and I quote him, my pastor friend said studies have pretty much proven that if you have white skin, it's worth a million dollars over a lifetime over somebody who doesn't have white skin. And that's because of the historical forces that have come about. If you have that asset of white skin, 
right now, then you actually have to say, I didn't deserve this. And also, to some degree, say, I'm the product of, I'm standing on the shoulders of other people who got that through injustice. So the Bible actually says, yes, you are involved in injustice. And even if you didn't actually do it, therefore you have a responsibility not just to say, well, maybe if I get around to it, maybe we can do something about the poor people out there. No, you're part of the problem, end quote. Keller's strange interpretation of scripture goes back further still. He expressed the same ideas in a troubling presentation delivered at a Desiring God event in 2012. In his sermon, Racism and Corporate Evil, A White Guy's Perspective, Keller misuses Joshua 7, Daniel 9, and Romans 5, overlooking the distinction between the Old Testament and New Testament covenants, as well as the distinction between personal sin and the doctrine of original sin. Jonathan Bradford summarizes and refutes Keller's critical race theory-infused views. Bradford writes, and I quote, Keller argues that when a person is part of a community or system, they are in part responsible for the actions of that system or community. The only exception to this doctrine seems to be if one is resisting the sinful system. If someone is resisting, then they are not responsible for the sin. If this doctrine is true, then Christians must always and constantly be resisting the system if they desire to stop being imputed with the sins of their community, because every community always has sin, end quote. Keller didn't explain how the following verses comport with his woke interpretation of Scripture. So here from Ezekiel 18, 19, and 20, Yet you say, Why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. And then from 2 Kings 14.6, But he did not put to death the children of the murderers, according to what is written in the book of the Law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. End quote. What a tragedy that Christ follower and pastor Tim Keller should embrace the anti-biblical ideology of corporate sin and guilt, an ideology rejected by Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl, who said this in 1985, and I quote him, My deepest conviction is that there is no collective guilt, let alone, if I may so call it, a retroactive collective guilt in which someone is held responsible for what their parents' or even grandparents' generation may once have done. Guilt can only be personal guilt, guilt for what one has done oneself or even not done, neglected to do, end quote. In contrast to critical race theory's redefinition of racism and Keller's view of racism, here's pastor and theologian John Piper's view of racism, and I quote, Here's my definition of racism, attributing to one race intrinsic superiority 
or valuing it above another and then treating others as undesirable or evil. It is a history-long problem and a global problem, not just a little black and white problem or a little Asian problem or a little Rwanda problem or a little Jewish problem. It is a massive, global, history-long, devastating, bloody, murderous problem. For example, the Armenian genocide in Turkey in 1915, a million slaughtered Armenians. Holocaust in Germany, six million. Who knows how many tens of millions in the Soviet gulags under Stalin. The massacres in Rwanda in 1994, the Japanese slaughter of six million Chinese, Indonesians, Koreans, Filipinos, and Indochinese. A litany of history-long bloodletting, all in the name of ethnicity or race. That is because humans are in rebellion against God. That's where that comes from, exalting ourselves over against our maker, and of course, if over against our maker, over against each other. That's a given. Anybody that would have the audacity not to submit to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords would not have any problem putting you down. We find our pleasure and self-exaltation being made much of, and if I have to use my ethnicity to do that, thank you very much, I will do it. That sin of racism grows in the ground of pride and self-exaltation. End quote. Those who do not use race or ethnicity as a source of pride or self-exaltation, those who do not attribute intrinsic superiority to one race above another, those who do not treat others as undesirable or evil based on their race or skin color, are not racist. And the sins and concomitant guilt of their forefathers and foremothers should not be imputed to them. At least, God doesn't. <laughs>